Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. All right, so we had kind of a kind of a philosophical, hypothetical Christmas question came up today, right when we were planning the show. Uh, we were talking about we got we got a bunch of open mics about Christmas carols and songs like that and Rudolph and whatnot. And you know, I was thinking about it because I also saw a photo of uh, Gardner Minshew. Pardon me, let me take this. I saw a photo of Gardner Minshew hunting with um, with the uh, with the punter. What's his name? You know, the punter guy, the guy that punt, the guy that really is on the field most of the time because. Well, as a team, we punt a lot. Anyway, and I thought to myself, you know, I'm listening to Rudolph, and then I see this picture of these dudes hunting, and they're holding up like the the head of the of the of the deer that they just shot. And I and it dawns on me because, and I'm not a hunter myself. I know a little bit about hunting. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not nearly the expert that I know a lot of the people in the audience are. And I'm curious if you are hunting uh, flying reindeer. Okay, is do you use a rifle? You know, because if you're hunting, if you're hunting deer, you use a rifle. Or since it's a flying animal, do you use more of a like a shotgun, like buckshot? Because if you're hunting any kind of fowl, any kind of duck or quail or goose or whatever, a dove, you use birdshot. So I don't know. I don't know. If, and, you know, if there's a hunter that can shed some light on this or because, again, it's a, it's if you're going, let's say you're like, hey, I want to bag me a reindeer, but not just any reindeer, one of them flying reindeer. You know, because that's one of maybe the one with the glowing red nose. <laughs> like, you see a reindeer with a glowing red nose. What do you what do you use? Do you use a shotgun because it's going to fly away or do you use a rifle? And, I, you know, and I don't know if anyone has ever had experience with that or I don't know if anyone uh, could share their expertise. But 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 uh, is the number. Now, I asked Josh, I said, Josh, if you were hunting uh, like you're out there deer hunting and all of a sudden you see a deer run by and it's got a red glowing nose. What would you would you shoot it? Yes, you would. Yeah, I imagine the reindeer have some of the best meat, but it's got to be at least a six point reindeer. <laughs> six is Rudolph a six point. I don't think he is. I think Rudolph's at least a seven point because the red nose counts for extra points. Oh. It's like extra credit when a reindeer. Hits. I, I don't know. Uh, oh, Joe says buckshot wouldn't knock an animal the size of a reindeer out of a, out of the sky. So I guess that's what it is. It's not mm. whether it's flying or running. It's the size of the reindeer. That matters. I thought it was more of a safety net. If you're a bad shot, then you use uh, spreading pellets to shoot the flying thing. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had to hunt anything, I would want the the bigger the spread, the better. Just give me a rocket launcher. <laughs> I want to point in the general direction of whatever I'm trying to kill. Yeah, flamethrower would be great. Uh, 855-765-1045. And again, if you're if you're out there reindeer hunting, what's the difference between a reindeer and a deer? Does anyone is there a, like a, is there an actual difference? Can we Google that? Is David well, reindeer is like a, it's like a caribou or something, right? No, we call it an elk. You call I think, it an I elk? Think we're, no matter where you are is what you call a reindeer. Can you hunt reindeer? Do people do that? Is the meat tasty? If they call it elk, they do. Oh, all right. I think they call them caribou somewhere else. I think it's one of those buffalo bison thing where it's all the same animal. It just matters where you live, what you call it. Interesting. So if you live in the North Pole, then it's called a reindeer. Gotcha. Now, who actually lives in the North Pole? Santa Claus, Santa Claus and, all and all the elves. Yeah, yeah you're right. Eight five five seven. And at least five, nine reindeer. One zero oh, four five. Yeah, that we know of. I mean, I mean, there could be more. I assume these reindeer are procreating. I mean, they work one day a year. What are they doing the rest of the time? Is there only one species of reindeer? Is there I, any crossbreeding for reindeer? Are all the reindeer in Santa's sleigh that pulls like are they all male or are some of them female? For example, Vixen doesn't really seem like a. Doesn't seem like a real masculine name. Yeah. Or are they all like they's and we just they don't identify? Comet with could be gender neutral. Yeah, comet would definitely be. Let's see, there's there's Dasher, Dancer. Again, mm -hmm. you, you I used to think that Dancer was a female, but nowadays that's just you know you can't make those kind of assumptions. Uh, Dancer, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen. I mean, they all yeah. <laughs> they all sound a little. Now that we think about it, they could be all female. I think, I think there's a there's probably there's probably they're using whatever bathroom they want up there at the North Pole. Billy on the North Side. Hey, Billy, how are you? Doing great, Mark. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, Billy. Merry, uh, Merry Christmas. Can you shed some light on how to uh, kill a flying reindeer? The only way that you kill a reindeer is with an air rifle. 
<laughs> I get it, because it's up in the air. That's a, that's a, you get my Red Rider BB gun with carbine action and a scope. Blah, 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 boom, you'll shoot your eye out. Hey, thanks thanks so much for calling. David in St. Augustine. What's up, David? Hey, they call them caribou in Alaska, reindeer in Norway. Where, wow. Where are they elk? Elk. Is that something elk different? In, um, elk? Uh, Arizona, uh, northern New Mexico, uh-huh. Wyoming. There's like a so it's all the same animal. It just got three different names. There's like a fraternal order of the elk on Atlantic Boulevard. I don't know if that's the, oh. the same one. Anyway, uh, it's it? Tom in Neptune Beach. How are you? Hey, Mark. How's it yeah, going, man? A reindeer, a reindeer is is not an elk. Elk is a different species. Elk now, is a different species. Anything, yeah, anything from the size of say a key deer, all the way all the way up to a moose, is in the deer family. Okay, uh, got it. An elk is uh, an elk is different than a caribou, which is different than a white-tailed deer. All right, uh, but a caribou is the closest thing to a reindeer. Okay, They're, and I think one of your previous callers said, yeah, they 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 call them reindeer in Norway. I think that's accurate. They're actually there's in, in Aleutian Islands in Alaska they call them reindeer as well, but they're. They're basically a caribou type species. Yeah, I know they call them that in Norway because in Frozen, uh, Sven, uh, you know, sings the song. He goes, "Reindeer are better than people." That was the one. Sven, don't you think I'm right? Yeah. So what's his name? Kristoff. Uh, Kristoff, right? Kristoff and Sven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Donnie from the West Side. How you doing, Donnie? Hey, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. What do you use to bag one of these flying reindeer? Do you use a shotgun or a rifle? Well, the first thing, reindeer don't fly. Dude, they sure do. You need some more Christmas. I saw the movie. You need some Christmas spirit. And the dentist helps them. <laughs> the dentist, right? right? Isn't that Hermie? Hermie, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because he doesn't like to make toys. <laughs> Luke and Oakleaf, how are you, Luke? What's going on, Mark? Hey, nothing much, man. You got, you give us some hunting uh, details here. What do we do with these reindeer? Well, to start with, Josh was wrong. They're not all the same thing. Of course. They're all deer, but there's mule deer, whitetail, caribou, which is your reindeer, moose, elk. They're all different subspecies. They all look different. They're all from the venison family, but they're all different types. All right, quick, but the most important question, which one's the tastiest? Elk, actually, is the best-tasting venison there is. Really? And where do we find those? Arizona? uh, West. Uh, you can find them in Arizona, Colorado, Wyoming, that type of area. I'm booking right. my flight. All right. Hey, <laughs> I don't think you can fly back with elk meat, though. I don't know. Dan from Orange Park. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. If anybody knows how to shoot a reindeer out of the sky, it's someone from Orange Park. Well, of course. It's surface there missile. It's the only way to get them. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, we, we appreciate all of our military listeners. <laughs> Eight five five seven six five. I promise we're going to get to real news in just a minute. There, yes, I know, I know. The impeach, it's impeachment eve. I know about that. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. Also, we have some very interesting information about the Jaguars. And no, it has nothing to do with how bad they are on the field. It's actually worse off the field. And they they've been penalized by the players' association, by the players, uh, basically by the um, uh, by the union for being literally not just the worst team. Uh, in in regards to player relations in history, but pretty much, well, okay, yeah, I guess the worst team in history. Brent Martineau is going to uh, join us here in just a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about that. This is the Mark Hay Show. Quick break. We'll be right back on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark Hay Show. My name is Mark Hay. Thanks so much for joining us. Man, we're getting, uh, we're getting a ton of open mics on how to hunt a flying reindeer. Which I should have known. I mean, I should have, and I appreciate all the expertise because, look, if anybody knows about hunting and your Second Amendment rights and how to bag any kind of animal, whether it's flying or or walking uh, through the forest, it's our listeners. And uh, here's something I never thought of. Hang on, let me. Where, where am I? Oh, here we go. And we'll never hear it. So, for the purposes of hunting the flying reindeer, you need to combine stopping power with a tight shot group and AR-15. Slash assault style weapons are perfect for that because of the, the burst function. Yeah, see, I didn't even the the old, good old trusty AR-15, which, by the way, just to re, uh, just you know recap, doesn't stand for assault rifle, stands for armament rifle or armalite rifle. But when, when you know what you know what does anyway. Uh, then we had this about how to tell whether because we were wondering, are Santa's reindeer male, female? Do they procreate with you? How how does that all work? 
If they got antlers, they got the ding dong. Much. Oh, there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if they got antlers, they got the ding dong. Much easier to tell the uh, sex of an animal than the sex of a human these days. That's what we need. We need antlers so we can differentiate the genders. That would make it. That would make it a lot easier. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get back to that in a minute. But first, we have a very special guest on the show, and this is uh, this is a guy you've heard him probably on on Action Sports Jacks every day at three p.m. on ESPN six ninety. You also watch him on Action uh, Action News Jacksonville. Sports reporter Brent Martin, now who yesterday on his on his I guess it was a Facebook Live talked about this letter that the NFL. Uh, PA, PAAP, NFL PA. Um, listen to this. This is what he said about this letter that was sent to all players. This was an NFL PA letter that mentioned the Jaguars on several occasions mm -hmm. and absolutely hammered the Jags. Right. It was a scathing letter right. sent to all the players in the NFL. This is not a good look for Shad Khan's football team. No. It's not a good look for Tom Coughlin because he's dealt with it in the past, whether it was here in sure. Jacksonville, Michael Strahan and him in New York. And then he said something which made me laugh for about 30 minutes. As far as the future, look, we're going to know everything Oh, wait, that's not it. This is it. Is this the final nail in the coffin? The nail. <laughs> so we have him on the phone right now. Uh, Brent, hey, thanks so much for being here, man. We appreciate it. Hey, good to be along. I mean, I'm just trying to fix the Jags. You're changing the world's problems with this reindeer talk. So. <laughs> you know, we want to make we want to make sure that people are able to hunt reindeer effectively and safely. Um, so this nail in the coffin. First of all, you need to put that on a T-shirt. Second of all, what is the deal with this letter? Because this this goes beyond you know having a, a crummy football team on the field. This is a real problem behind the scenes. Yeah, I've been doing this 20 years and covering the NFL, and I haven't seen anything like this uh, at least linked to one team. In this regard, I mean, 25% of the grievances the last two years had to deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're Wait, trying to figure out what that means. Does and that there's, mean 32, there's 32 yeah. teams, and you're saying yeah. that, that a quarter of all the complaints came from our team. Absolutely, and it's kind of like I said, if you work in a place that has 32 people, that's like 25% of the complaints coming from to HR coming from one employee. Yeah, you know? I know and, that employee, and that's, <laughs> and that's essentially what this is. So you, you kind of look at the employee a little bit funny, don't you? Well, people are looking at the Jags a little funny right now because uh, this is not a good look for them. What we don't know is, is there, does that mean there are 400 uh, complaints and grievances? They, people can file grievances for a lot of different sure. reasons, like if they get fined or suspended. So we don't really know the hard number. Uh, the NFLPA didn't put that out. But on top of that, what the 25% is a huge number. The last line of the letter basically said, if you're a free agent and you're looking at teams, you may want to consider what's going on in Jacksonville when you look at your next place of employment. And that is a bad look for the Jaguars. And this is, they're going to be trying to get new players in here in the offseason. Well, I mean, hopefully. So this is and this is basically like the players. Uh, this is the players union. And they're telling their employees this is basically the last place you want to work. Right. Yeah, at least under the current dynamic. And that's what's wow. different. You know, even though they're saying that, we think there's going to be a lot of changes in Jacksonville the next couple of weeks when the season ends. Um, but we were a little uncertain about the Tom Coughlin side of things. I think this kind of indicates from Shotgun that he has to make a sweeping change in the front office and just change the whole dynamic. It's not a good culture here in Jacksonville, especially the last two years with all the losses and now these kind of events. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, what, this is craziness. So because I had thought a lot of people thought after the last loss that that was the it, that was it. But do you think it's like Khan is just waiting now till the end of the season? There's no point really doing it at this point because there's nothing to play for. I think he would have made the move two or three weeks ago if 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 he really thought he needed to and it was going to change things. Right. I think he's just letting this thing go all the way through. And when we dealt with this with Gus Bradley in the past, I know Gus Bradley was let go with two games to go, but he wanted he didn't, doesn't like to change in the middle of the season. He likes to let things go through the end and see how it all shakes out. There are going to be changes in Jacksonville. We absolutely know that. I think everybody does know that. But this is a new twist to the whole story now because this also is on Shad Khan a little bit and the ownership of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. He hired Tom Coughlin. He put everything in charge with Tom Coughlin. And they have to change the dynamic around here, not just on the field and winning, but they also have to make it a, a, a place that people want to go, be a part of an organization they feel good to be a part of. And right now that's not the case. If you look at the, the one part of that grievance, Dante Fowler Jr. was fined 25 times for $700,000 for not meeting with medical personnel of the Jaguars in the offseason. The Jaguars tried to require that. That's not a requirement in the NFL. That's an optional thing. 
And so that's really the meat of this story. Wow. And so with the ownership, I mean, this is Sean Khan, and a lot of people don't even, may or may not realize this. He's not like a Robert Kraft or a Jerry Jones or even Dan Snyder, but they're in there every day. This is all they do. He's got like five or six other businesses, and that's why he brought in Tom Coughlin, right? And that is why he brought in Tom Coughlin to handle all of that. In fact, we have not heard from Shad Khan on this front because this is a football matter. Yeah. I don't know if we'll hear from Tom Coughlin, though, on this front either because it's very quiet coming out of Jack's headquarters when things like this come up. So right. it, it does beg the question, does Shad Khan need to be a little bit more involved with this football team? And that's a debate that will continue to go on. All right, Brent Martineau, you can hear him today, 3 o'clock, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. And then uh, all over the news, you can watch him on uh, Action News Jacks. Hey, Brent, thanks so much for taking the time we really appreciate it all right guys appreciate it all right yeah merry christmas if we don't see you oh we forgot to ask him about austin lane coming in third place at the ho ho hold'em celebrity poker tournament we'll get into that in just a minute 855-765-1045 i know people here hate talking about football and especially the jaguars and nobody's really in the mood to talk about the, a team that's not really doing much of anything and is, is toying with our emotions but this is now from a business aspect i mean it, this affects everybody in the city of jacksonville when you have a a major organization like the nflpa basically calling out your team and saying don't anybody go there it's horrible 855-765-1045 it may be the change that we're all looking for quick break we got some of your phone calls and more your open mic uh, coming up on the mark k show on 104.5 wokv entertaining never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12 informative you call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable that's the mark k show this is the mark k show Sorry, the other Josh. The other Josh just asked me who the Grease Man was, so I had to go into like a twenty-minute history of the. I of never the, heard of him. You never heard of him? I never heard of him. Doug Trackator. No, Doug Tra the Grease Man. Yeah, Doug Track. Was it like yacht? Uh, you can just been, leave your car uh, and go now. I mean, really? Like, come it's on. Spelled yacht. The okay. The last. I'll, one more Grease Man story, okay? I'll I'll tell you one more Grease Man story, and then we'll get back to impeachment. So this is kind of an everywhere show today. Uh, so the, the Grease Man, when he came back to what was before it was News 104.5, it was Rock 104.5 here in Jacksonville. And the Grease Man came back and we'd known each other from our time in D.C. and we got to know each other again. And we were, you know, good friends. He was a great guy. And one day we're sitting in the studio just hanging out and the Grease Man, we get an email. Somebody had been fired. And, you know, whenever somebody is fired, what happens is they send out an email saying so-and-so no longer works for the company. We wish them well in their future endeavors. If you see them in the hall, please make sure they are escorted, whatever. You get, you get those right. emails, yeah, right? You those. probably send some of those. I do, sure. Yeah. So, anyway, we're reading, and he's like, oh, man, somebody just got the X. And so we're talking about it, and he goes, isn't it funny how they never wish you well in your endeavors until you're not there anymore? The nicest email they write about you is after you've been canned. That's what he says to me. I, go, I know it's true. So the grease man, swear to God, he looks at me and he says, Marquet, I'm going to make you a deal. If I ever get fired before you, send me my email. And if you get fired before me, I'll send you your email so we can hear the nice things they say about us. And that's how he talked about it. That's really how we talked? That's really how he wow. talked. Wow. And so it's I go. actually pretty close. Yeah. So I go, deal. I go, deal. So I make this deal with the grease man that if either one of us ever gets fired, we will send the, the grease man, the Mark K show is over email to the other one so that we can see the nice things they say. Fast forward nine months. For whatever reason, they make a change with 104.5. Grease man gets the axe. He goes away. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I'm sitting there at work and I go to check my email and there's an email from the grease man and i open it up and all it says is remember our deal and i was like oh my god so i'm like looking for the email where's the doug tracked email where's the email about the grease man where's the nice thing to say no email i wait three days no email for finally i go into our gm's office and i go hey are you going to send out an email about the grease man or what he goes yeah i'm sending it tomorrow i go well hurry up because i have to forward it to him so they sent out an email about it, and I forwarded it to him, and uh, and then he wrote back thanks. And then I lost touch. I don't know where he is anyway. But that's basically that's basically the grease. There's a lot more to the grease man than that. But he was that you should you should watch him on. Uh, eh, it doesn't matter. Looks like on line four we have the grease man calling in line four. How are you doing today? No, I'm just kidding. He's out there. I know. Yeah, that'd be funny. Though. I know. Thanks. You can hey. even see the same phones I can. Eight, but, you know. I know. Eight five. Thanks, John. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Hey, Jim in Darien, Georgia. Hey, Jim. Thanks for holding. How are you? Okay, good. I guess thanks for holding would have been 
probably not the right thing to say. Uh, Jack in St. John's County. How you doing, Jack? I'm great. How are you? Oh, doing really well. Thanks for calling, Jack. What do you want to say, sir? Oh, uh, yeah. I just wanted to talk about the uh, Trump impeachment, uh, about the quid pro quo, how all the Democrats are talking about that. When Obama, uh, during his second term, named 31 campaign supporters of his who raised at the very least $50,000 to fund his presidential campaigns as ambassadors. That's according to publicintegrity.org. Uh, so that how, talk about quid pro quo. Also, when a State Department official offered a quid pro quo deal, if the FBI would change the classification of a Hillary Clinton email, um in in return for in return for um diplomat or not diplomats agents more agents for the fbi so they're accusing trump of of quid pro quo and favor expected in return when i don't know where the democrats were during all this jack that was very well said and very well researched are you how old are you jack I'm 14. You're 14. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to look into the quid pro quo and, of course, the uh, the actions of the past uh, of the past um, executives here in the United States. So, and you and you bring up some great points. And what there's something very simple that I don't even I don't even know if you remember uh, Barack Obama because you're so young. But I mean, he did something really simple and also illegal that nobody called him on. He offered people free cell phones if they would vote for him. And all, and all these people, there's video of it. In fact, we should pull it up on YouTube. There's all these people, and they're low-income people, and Obama went, I think it was in Chicago even. He went in and he said, look, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make, sure everyone get, make sure everyone gets a free cell phone. And there were people that were literally voting for Obama because they thought he was like cricket wireless, man. They thought, oh, he's like, Obama's like Sprint. If I go sign up for a service, he's going to give me an Obama phone. And that's what they called it. And there were videos of people going, Obama's going to get me a phone. Obama said he'd give me a phone, which last time I checked is against the law. You can't bribe people to vote for you. You can tell them what you're going to do. You can tell them your agenda items. But that right there is a quid pro quo. And then, of course, Jack, the most famous and most obvious one was uh, there was another there was another Infowars. God love Infowars, man. They are on a tear. They are sending Infowars experts or, or reporters or I don't know what you agitators to every single Democratic um, you know event that's going on. And Joe Biden was confronted again. By one of these people, as he was talking, he said, he said, Donald Trump came down the escalator and said, all Mexicans are rapists, which is not true. And the guy starts yelling, that's not true. And then he starts yelling about the quid pro quo and how, how Joe Biden said, son of a bitch, he was fired, which is a quote. That is a quote. Joe Biden, who is egomaniacal and not that bright, gets on stage in front of everybody, in front of a camera that's being recorded and actually discusses really probably the textbook version of what a quid pro quo is if you want to know what quid pro quo is it is when you uh, demand a foreign leader or any other person really does something for you and in turn you will do something for them quid pro quo if you ever watch silence of the lambs that's another perfect example when clarice wants hannibal lecter's help in trying to find buffalo bill and buffalo bill wants to get into clarice's mind so he's like you ask me a question i'll ask you a question clarice Quid pro quo. Do you hear the lambs, Clarice? That's the same thing. But in Joe Biden's case, he withheld $1 billion of taxpayer money from the Ukraine in order for them to fire the prosecutor who was investigating his son's company for corruption. And then he, of course, announced it to the world. That's the part you don't ever want to do. You never want to, if you're doing something illegal and immoral, and if you are abusing your powers, you never want to get on TV and admit it to the world. Well, unless, of course, you're Joe Biden, and you feel and you just assume that you're going to be protected. And at that point, he was. And that, let's face it, Joe Biden... Joe Biden felt that at that point he was protected because Obama was the president. And everybody assumed after Obama was gone, it was just going to be Joe Biden. But then his son passed away and he had to back down. It's okay. Hillary Clinton's going to ride in on her silver steed and she's going to save the day and she'll be the president. And all you Democrats who did terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things during the Obama administration and years before and probably were planning to do terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things for years to come would be protected once again because your chief executive would be another Democrat, the most Democratic Democrat who ever lived, Hillary Clinton. But the problem with that is the American people. Darn it, they ruin everything, don't they? The American people didn't like Hillary, didn't buy what she was selling, didn't want her in charge of the country, and didn't vote for her. Well, except in California and New York. 
Everybody voted for Donald Trump because they knew he would put an end to all of the Washington, D.C. shenanigans. They knew he would put an end to all of this quid pro quo nonsense. And then the one thing that they not only knew but feared most of all was that Donald Trump, after draining the swamp, would gather up all of the snakes and alligators and crocodiles and slugs and all the other nasty animals that he found in there and throw them in jail. And that's why they are attacking him so harshly and so vehemently. And that's why tomorrow in the U.S. Capitol building, in the House of Representatives, a majority of the representatives, the Democrats who are in charge of that body of government, are going to vote to impeach Donald Trump for a crime that was actually committed by Joe Biden. God bless America. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages coming up. This is the Marquee Show on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. Thanks so much for joining us. If you missed it earlier, we were discussing the the age-old debate. When you're hunting flying reindeer, do you treat them like deer or duck? Meaning, do you use a, uh, do you use like a rifle or do you use some kind of shotgun? Eight five five seven six. Very cheery, but not for kids. By the way, you sneak up on them, put salt on their tail. Now they can't fly. Why can't they fly with salt on their tail? I don't. Know, I didn't know that was like a. I didn't know that was a thing. All you got to do is change the setting on any semi-automatic rifle to fully semi-automatic. That'll do the trick. I have always found that to bring down a flying reindeer, fireworks are the best. I prefer a mortar. Oh, that's not too bad, too. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Alec. Uh, Alec, hey, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. How are you? Good. How about you? Oh, doing great. Uh, what do you want to say today, sir? No, I just wanted to uh, – I heard you talking about the grease, man. I, I lived in the D.C. area for 20 years. Actually, I was just outside of Baltimore. For oh, yeah. Um, so I listened to the grease man a lot. You know, he'd come and go. He'd stick his foot in his mouth, and they'd fire him. Somebody else would hire him. He'd do the same thing. Uh, but uh, I was going to work one Saturday, um, and Grease Man hadn't been on for years. And I was going to work one Saturday, listening to DC 101, and all of a sudden I hear this voice, and I'm like, oh, it's the Grease Man. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, doing uh, plugs for some uh, uh, car dealership um, on DC 101s in the mornings on Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately he passed after about a month or two of that gig. So, But uh, it was it was nice to hear someone say something about the Grease Man. Um you know, that wasn't controversial. Wait, I didn't know he, did, he didn't, wait a minute, did he, he didn't pass on, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, my God, wait, what? I, Google that for me. I hadn't heard that. I, check, double check that. That's crazy. I you know, and look, he was a great guy, despite his on-air persona or the trouble that he got in. Really nice guy, always friendly. Uh, you know, especially to you know Hooters waitresses and things like that. And he was uh, he was a staple here in Jacksonville for a long time. And of course, uh, you know, he, he would uh, he would come back periodically. I think he bought a boat eventually. I think he sold his house and just started cruising around. But I don't know, Google that because I don't think. Yeah, don't according know. to Wikipedia, there is a start date for Doug Track, but not an end date. Yeah, I think he's still alive. He's just uh, he's just off the air. Eight five. There's a start date, but no, no point. There's no uh, born on date for uh, for Doug Tract. There's a born on date. Sure. No, no, the born on. Oh yeah, but then there's no expiration. No date. expiration date. What's the born on date? When they brewed it. That when, when they bottled it. Yeah, bottled when they bottled it. it. Bottled yeah. it yeah. Okay, got it. Eight five. What was his born on date? Uh, born on date. It was exactly August first, nineteen fifty. Oh wow. Uh, Jr. from Middlebury. How you doing? Hey, uh, I just got a little bone to pick with you about shooting Santa Claus of reindeer out of the sky. Uh, how's he going to deliver presents if you're blowing his reindeer away? <laughs> Look, I didn't, I didn't suggest, yeah. I didn't suggest Santa's reindeer. I just said flying reindeer. Okay, well, even the Grinch wouldn't do that. No, that's I, a little different. No, that's all, a, all the other, all the other reindeer are fair game, but you got to leave Santa Claus of reindeer alone. No, you're right. You're right about that, Jr. And I'm, again, we're not. Look, if you see a, if I see a flying reindeer, I'm getting out my camp. The only thing I'm shooting is a picture. But I know there's people out there that, and I don't know what the legality is. Again, I know that you need like there's a probably license. reindeer season, right? Flying reindeer season. I would assume like spring or something. I mean, I would assume. Wait, what is reindeer bait? What do you mean reindeer bait? You know that they have bait for other kind of animals that you shoot. No, I don't what know. is reindeer bait? The only bait I know of is like a worm. I don't know if reindeer like yeah. that. Eight five five like worm seven six five one zero four five. Hey, uh, Debbie in Jacksonville. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hi. Um, we, you know. 
Uh, I was listening to Brian Kilmeade, and this is twice this has happened. And the ignorant voters get on there and they go, well, we know Trump did something. He's guilty. At that point, why doesn't Brian say, well, what do you think he's guilty of? Why doesn't he ask? Another guy got on there and he said, we know that he committed uh, treason and a quick pro quo. Brian should have said, whoa, 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 who are you? How do you know this? Okay. And if the president of Ukraine says he did nothing wrong, there's nothing there. There was even a treaty signed that uh, I forgot exactly what it was, but that, that the president has a right to ask to look into certain allegations of another country if they're doing something illegal. Yeah, it was a law, then, it was a law enforcement treaty that Clinton signed with the Ukraine, right. basically saying we would all, we would help each other, you know, enforce each other's laws and investigate any right. kind of crime. Uh, but it doesn't matter. And you're right about all that kind of stuff. Number one, yeah. he, 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 the president is allowed to ask anything he wants. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make it if he you know, there's a difference between doing and asking, having a thought and actually acting on it. And there's no proof of anything of of withholding funds of of, of collusion, of quid pro quo. And as you said, the president of the Ukraine has been like, guys, oh. fellas, calm down. We are all good to go. There was no pressure whatsoever. But the Democrats don't care about that. As far as Brian Kilmeade's programming, I don't look. I have a rule. I don't mess with his show. He doesn't mess with, mess with my show. Uh, 855-765-1045. I mean, I guess I mess with this show a little bit because it used to actually be on at this time. But I, other than that, we I don't mess with his show. He doesn't He doesn't mess with mine. 855-765-1045. Flash on the south side. What's up, Flash? Hey, what's going on? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good, man. What's up? I love the show. I was trying to figure out a clever segue to shooting mythical creatures out of the sky, but I wasn't able to come up with one. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what show am I on here for a second? That was funny, though. Um, no, I want to talk about the credit Trump doesn't get for the magician part. The sleight of hand stuff that he does is just, you know, I always try to look under the fray and don't listen and ride the media way, but kind of look at some different strange angles, but... Um, one of the things that's happening, to get this, in fact, you're going to be the first news channel to ever air this side of this story. I haven't heard anywhere yet is that the Trump tax cuts, they don't get talked about. You know, when they first came out, you had a lot of people from the left and the right saying, you know, oh, we're doing so much better. We got so much more money. And other people saying we're doing worse on the Trump tax cut. And then the story kind of went away. But what people don't get is for like a hundred years, these cities like San Francisco and New York have built themselves up on these liberal policies without any internet access. So people around the country didn't really know the policies of specific cities. And there was a thing in our tax code that allowed us the federal income tax deduction, which meant if the United States government needs a hundred bucks a year, that's two bucks from every state. But California didn't have to pay their two bucks because they were able to deduct their state taxes, which were ridiculous because of the policies imposed on the people yeah. that they had elected. Flash, hang on. I'm going to have to put you on hold for one second. we got to take a quick break, but I understand where you're going with this, and we'll talk a little bit more about this here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is the number in a couple of, a couple of programming. First of all, it's Impeachment Eve, and we have some people that want to comment on that here in just a minute. Also, um, there's a news conference about these missing children, the Amber Alert, Amber Alert that we've been that we've been you know uh, basically following forever. Um, and now there's going to be, I believe, it's Sheriff Mike Williams is going to do a press conference at 11:30, and we will of course bring that to you live because that is breaking news. We're not sure what he's going to say, uh, but this is it's been 48 hours since Braxton and Bria. Williams have disappeared and uh, and so now we're going to get an update at 1130 so be prepared for that we will bring that to you live and in its entirety on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's news and talk I want to go back to Flash though because Flash is bringing up something really interesting Flash wrap it up again what you were saying about these uh, these very liberal states and their and their state tax deductions because this is this is important yeah, well, what we're just getting to is the part the liberals hate, the math portion of the commentary, because they don't ever do math. Right. So 
if the federal government, for example, needs 100 bucks a year to operate, that's two bucks per state. Well, California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, because of their liberal policies, have state income taxes through the roof. They were able to deduct that amount from their federal income tax, and it was right. always more than the federal income tax. So they send zero to Washington. Right. So the other 45 states that don't have income tax, I'm guessing I don't know how many actual there are, but like Florida. We kick in extra. Our taxpayers pay more to the government to make up for what California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois is not contributing. Well, that ended. So now people don't get that deduction. They got to pay the federal tax and they got to pay their ridiculous state tax. And what this is causing is a mass exit. And the most mobile people on the planet are owners of company. Most yeah. of them Republicans. Yeah. And if you leave California, here's something they don't know. 662,000 people in California makes up one electoral vote. It only takes 164,000 people in North Dakota to make up one electoral vote. So if a one person leaves California, one electoral vote leaves California and ends up in North Dakota, North Dakota just picked up three more votes in the Electoral College, and California loses one. Last year, 691,000 people left California. That's one electoral vote. Yeah. These pe people don't even see Donald Trump is re just remaking the map with a simple removal of the federal income tax deduction, and no one's reporting it. Yeah, that's very, and that's important for a couple of reasons. And a lot of people talk about it. They talk about it the wrong way. They talk about the mass exodus. And and again, what he's thinking is it, it, here in Florida, we don't pay state income tax, but they do pretty much. There's nine states or seven states. I think there's uh, Florida, uh, Alaska, Nevada, South Dakota. I think Texas, uh, Washington, and one more. Anyway, you don't pay you don't pay state income taxes. And what happens is, in other states, you pay your federal and you pay your state. And that's why when they say, "Hey, do you want to go move to this city in this place?" I go, "Absolutely not. I'm quite content in Florida, where I don't pay any state income tax." But in California, as a way to alleviate that, anything you paid in state income tax, you could deduct from your federal taxes. And what and what Flash was saying just a minute ago is 100 percent right. They would deduct yeah. these taxes, and that way they, they it was basically like, "Hey, we are getting a break. We're not." Paying as much federal income because we're allowed to deduct our state income tax. Well, Donald Trump said to hell with that. In fact, in the in the uh, when everyone's taxes got lowered, I learned a couple of things too. Because believe it or not, I'm in the entertainment industry. That's what my that's what this whole show kind of falls under. I know what you're thinking. You entertaining, <laughs> but uh, but basically that's it. And I had to and I got you know because a lot of the entertainment industry is based in New York and a lot of it's based in California and those are states that aren't necessarily friendly to Donald Trump. So there's a lot of things that had to change. For example, you used to be able to deduct any fees paid to your talent agent. You can no longer do that. So guess who no longer has a talent agent? <laughs> because I'm not going to pay his taxes. So there's a lot of different stuff going on that needs to that, that Donald Trump is doing to basically not hurt Californians, but kind of bring them up to speed. It's another unfair trade deal is what it was. California was skirting the issue of paying their federal taxes, but they were getting all the benefits. So now when Donald Trump got done with the uh, federal tax deduction, uh, then what happened was their taxes were no longer deductible. And where a lot of people here in Florida and in Georgia and in Alabama and in, in Texas and in Nevada and in Washington and all these other places where everybody else got more money because they were paying less money in taxes. We all got more money. The businesses we work for all got more money here. We got a bonus. Our company said we're going to pass that savings on to our employees. And if you worked here for like two years, you got either $500 or $1,000. Home Depot did it. Lowe's did it. There were tons of companies all over the country saying thanks to Donald Trump. We have millions of dollars that we're not paying in taxes. We're going to give it back to our employees. And in in California, that didn't happen. People found that because they could no longer deduct, and these are people making millions of dollars, because they could no longer deduct those taxes, they are going to have to pay more. And you're right. They're going to move. A lot of them are moving to Texas. A lot of them are moving you know, to Tennessee is very popular. Georgia is getting an influx. Here in Florida, we keep our population, population keeps growing all the time. I know four multimillionaires personally. Meaning if I call them, they'll actually answer the phone. I know four multimillionaires personally who in the last 10 years have relocated from Los Angeles to Miami because it's the same weather. It's the same amount of immigrants, but there's no income tax. 
they have way more money. And Miami is, is, is becoming, I mean, it's huge. Miami is becoming this major metropolitan area and this business center. And they're going to eventually usurp. Uh, places like Los Angeles and San Francisco, because people are getting they're just getting buried under these taxes. And Donald Trump knew exactly what he was doing. He wasn't doing it to punish anyone. He was doing it to level the playing field, much like he's doing with China, much like he did with the USMCA. It wasn't fair. California, New York, Illinois, these places were taking advantage of the tax code. And Donald Trump changed the tax code so they couldn't take advantage of it. And now Californians are waking up to the fact not that Donald Trump's bad. But that their taxes are way too high and they're moving. Now, that is good for a couple of reasons, because it will bring down the number of electoral votes in some of these cities. But if you if they're Democrats, if they're liberals and they're moving into Texas and they're moving into North Dakota and they're moving into Florida and Tennessee, it alters the political landscape because they may not change their political affiliation. And that's why a lot of people are claiming Texas is turning blue. I don't believe it, at least not this time around. But that's why you hear a lot of that talk. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Jason and Yuli. How's it going, Jason? Good. How are you? Hey, good, man. What'd you want to say, sir? I just have a, a, a thought on this whole impeachment thing. I wanted your opinion. Sure. Um, I would, you know, because Nancy Pelosi said that if uh, some of these freshman Democrats want to vote no on impeachment to save their districts, that that would be fine. You know, they got into this, jumped into this head first, not thinking where it would lead. And if it gets to the Senate, it's bad for Democrats. So... I think the way to get out of it before it gets to the Senate is to go ahead and, and sacrifice some of these pressure and be like, if you want to vote no, go ahead. We're fine with that because they're going to lose their district anyway. They vote yes. A lot of them that were in the um, Trump's district, you know, that, where he won, they're going to lose anyway. And I think this is their way. Well, look, we voted. It, some of these voted no. It didn't pass. We did what we could. We did what we could. We did what we said we were going to do, but we can't impeach them. What do you think? Uh, Jay, that's, a, that's an interesting theory. That's an interesting point, and that's something that definitely should be thought about when you talk about impeachment tomorrow with a lot of these freshman Democrats and a lot of these uh, these people who are in these districts that voted for Trump. Let me, i got to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to, we'll talk a little bit about that. Plus, we have a bunch more people on the line who want to comment, and we are still waiting on that press conference. So let's take a quick break. We'll talk to that here in just a minute. It's Impeachment Eve on the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. If you want to leave us an open mic message, go ahead and do so. And when uh, the other Josh gets back from Metro Diner, which apparently <laughs> they brought food up there, so I guess we'd have some open mics, but there's food in the uh, break room, so that's where the other Josh is. Anyway, we uh, we'll play them on the air. We also have that press conference coming up at eleven thirty, which we will bring to you live. And uh, a couple things about impeachment because tomorrow is basically this impeachment vote. Um, Jamie Dupree wrote an entirely very like really well. I could talk about it but just you should read what he says because he does a really great job of this kind of stuff and he runs through everything that's expected to happen now impeachment is expected to happen but there are a lot of uh you know we just had a call from a guy who said look what uh what do we what you know what do we think about these what do we think about these freshman senators or i'm uh, sorry pardon me these uh, freshman congress people who are involved they're vulnerable or they're in like a trump district and they're wishy-washy they know that if they vote for donald trump they're probably going to lose their seat what do they do you know, as Nancy Nancy Pelosi has said, look, I, nobody is she's lying. Basically, she's basically said I haven't caucused anyone. Basically, she's saying I have not made it mandatory for every Democrat to vote this way, which is a lie. Anytime Nancy Pelosi says something, it's a lie. Um, and we know that this is, an, this is another case. If you don't vote, if you don't vote for impeachment, you will. And to the Democrats' chagrin, I mean, they will lose their seats if they vote to impeach Donald Trump and they're in a Trump district. They know that. And Nancy Pelosi is pressuring them to do just that, which makes no sense, because if they lose their seat, it's going to go to a Republican and there's a chance that, that the House flips. And Nancy Pelosi would lose her favorite job, which is Speaker of the House, even though speaking is not really what she does best. So there's that issue. But then if they do vote with their district and they vote against Nancy Pelosi and, and against the Democrats and they don't caucus with their party, then they're vulnerable for being uh, primaried. 
then that, what that means is that AOC, who's already threatened to do this, is going to go in and find some uber liberal, super duper, uh, you know, socialist candidate to come in and say this person loves Donald Trump. They're not a real Democrat. They need to be primaried. And they're going to either they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. They can't vote with the Democrats because they'll be voted out of office and they can't vote with uh, the um, the Republicans because the Democrats will make sure that they get out of office. So that, it, that's and that's probably what this guy in New Jersey was who flipped the districts. Uh, this Van Drew, what he was probably there is flipped parties. What he was probably thinking is, man, if I vote for impeachment in this district, then I'm screw I'm going to flip to to become a Republican because then maybe at least I'll be safe or then maybe I'll get a party behind me that can that can help me get reelected. But it, it, it's definitely the Democrats, if they were smart, they would tally up all the votes and they would see how many they actually need, how many they can lose. I don't think they're going to get any any Republicans. I would be shocked if any Republicans voted with them. So then they could go district by district and say, look, who's most vulnerable? Who needs to vote against impeachment to save their jobs, to save our majority and just give them the permission. But they're just so help it. They're just so vindictive that they're not going to do that. Nancy Pelosi, if anybody votes opposite of Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler on impeachment, if anybody doesn't caucus with the Democrats, then that's going to be basically that's their ass. And and Nancy Pelosi will make sure of it. So you can either have the Republicans after you or your own party after you. And I think what a lot of people think is it's better to have somebody who's already after me after me than it is to have my own party come after me because then I have no lifeline. That's basically what I'm thinking they're thinking. And that's why impeachment will pass. Impeachment will pass. It'll go to the House and then uh, and then nothing's going to happen. I'm sorry, it'll go to the Senate and then nothing's going to happen. It's going to be by by the time the Senate uh, trial is over, it's going to be it's going to be a big nothing burger. Donald Trump's going to continue to be popular. He's going to be probably even more popular because that also that is also a byproduct that the Democrats don't want to remind you about. That's a byproduct of impeachment is is a ridiculous boost in popularity and job approval. It happened with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was so popular after his impeachment he was impeached by the House of Representatives, led by Newt Gingrich, led by the Republicans. And then after he was impeached and after the Senate held a trial and did not remove him from office, he, he, he ended his term. It was his second term. And he just he just went through life and he had a stunningly high approval rating as he was. And when he was leaving office, one of the most popular presidents ever till at what, the time that he left office. So it's really I mean, it's really incredible what's going to happen. Now, the problem for the Democrats is Donald Trump is in his first term and he's going into the last year of his first. He's going into an election year and you are basically impeaching him. And we know that a byproduct of impeaching someone and not removing them from office is a huge surge in popularity and job approval. So you're basically handing Donald Trump a huge surge in popularity and job approval on top of all of these other massive wins that he that you've had to give him because of impeachment. And on top of that, you're going to basically put up a mannequin to run against him. You're going to put up a stuffed shirt like Joe Biden, who can't put three words together. You're going to put up a criminal, a, a known abuser of power. You're going to put up someone linked to Obama, the one person that Republicans hate more than anyone else besides Hillary Clinton. And you're going to make that guy your candidate. And you're going to put him up against an uber popular, uh, very highly rated, very successful candidate with a huge base that would vote tomorrow if they could. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But then again, I'm not a I'm not a Democrat. So may, Democrat logic. I don't I don't understand. I'll find somebody that can explain it to me. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, quick break. We got the news. Uh, probably we'll break in for this live press conference too, and then uh, more of the Marque Show coming up on one zero four point five WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between ten and twelve. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. If the Democrats' choice is to be scared of AOC and some wacko leftist or the American people, what do you think they're going to choose? Oh, wait, they're Democrats. Never mind. 
<laughs> he answered his own question. 855-765-1045. Leave us an open mic me, uh, message, too. It's free. You just go to our, um, go to our uh, what do you call it, mobile app. It's a 104.5 WOKV in the iTunes store or the Google Play store. And you can download that, like I said, free of charge. Send us an open mic message. We'll put it right on the air. Or if there's food in the break room, we'll put it on the air in about 40 minutes after you send it. Because that's where the other Josh, he's got his priorities, folks. 855-765-1045. We just hear a press conference from a uh, representative from JSO about those kids that are missing. And really, really bizarre. They said that they're searching now and they're asking for help. They're looking for a white van in the area. A white, was it white four-door car? I thought they said van. White four-door car, it said. Uh, police described the driver as an older white male. And they said that it's playing loud children's music. Yeah, I didn't get that part either. So, I mean, it's almost like, sounds like an ice cream truck situation where he's trying to lure. I mean, again, this is all just hearsay on my part. All the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office said was it's seeking the whereabouts of a white four-door car playing loud children's music driven by or operated by an older white man. That's all they would say. They didn't connect it to the missing siblings, uh, Bria and Braxton. But they're saying we are looking for that kind of a car. If you know of an old white dude in a white car playing loud children's music, I mean, probably you should call the cops anyway. But definitely call the cops now because they want they want to ask that guy some questions is what they said. And, you know, we can only I mean, if you want to extrapolate like I like to do, probably they are thinking that's. That guy's in, involved somehow. Uh, anyway, we'll be following that story, and if we have more information, we'll get it to you. So whatever you do, just keep it locked right here on 104.5 WOKV. Tim on the north side. Hi, Tim. Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How's it going? It's going good. I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas, first of all. Oh, I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you, too. Well, thank you. Um, just had a little thought about the whole impeachment thing. Yeah. If, uh, and hear me out here. I think that uh, if the House is going to impeach Donald Trump, Maybe the Senate should go ahead and impeach Donald Trump. That would, mean, that would put Vice President Pence into the into the presidency. So then President Pence nominates his Vice President Donald Trump. Yeah, and then he says, "Yeah, I've heard I've I've heard that before too." That's the, <laughs> that's that's something. You look, the Senate. You, the last thing that the Senate would do would approve Donald Trump to be Vice President if he were impeached, impeach, or if he were removed from office. Removal from office is the end of your political career. Um, the removal from office means that you've lost the and this is why it's such a I mean, this is what people there's people out there who can dream. You know, you got to have a dream. You got to keep you got to keep hope alive. But the fact that but there's no way that Donald Trump will be removed from office because that is a vote to remove Donald Trump from office by any Republican is a vote saying a couple of things. First of all, any senator that votes to remove Donald Trump from office is saying that the party, as a Republican, they have lost all faith in Donald Trump being the best person to lead their party right now. They're saying that there is no that Donald Trump is not fit to lead their party going forward into the next election. And in doing so, they would never back him as a as a vice presidential candidate. So that's why that doesn't work. The second thing is any senator. Republican senator who votes to remove Donald Trump from office is basically raising their hand and saying, I no longer wish to be a senator. I'm sorry. I would just like to point out, hey, guys, I no longer want to be a senator. I'm good. I've done my time. So rather than just to have you, you know, I'm going to make it easy for you to get me out of to primary me or vote me out of office or I'm going to make it really easy for the Democrats to come after me because I'm going to yeah, I know that if I vote to impeach a very popular Republican president, then I'm doomed. And don't think that Mitt Romney out in Utah can't read a poll. Mitt Romney, that guy's got a big head. That guy's got an ego. That guy's got a chip on his shoulder. That guy thought he should have been president, and he's still baffled that he lost to Obama. Look, a lot of people are baffled that Mitt Romney lost to Obama. Everybody thought Mitt Romney had it in the bag. Even if you go back and watch the last debate, Obama thought he had lost to Mitt Romney. Obama walked out on that debate stage. I don't know if you remember it. Obama, he was lethargic. He didn't have any answers. He didn't look like he'd slept. He didn't look like he cared. Mitt Romney wiped the floor with him. Mitt Romney was hands down the winner of that debate. And when they went to the polls, Mitt Romney was supposed to, man, he was supposed to be the saving grace of the Republican Party. He was going to boot Obama out of office. He was going to show that the left's experiment didn't work. That it was a massive failure. They were keeping the polls open extended hours in places like Ohio and here in Florida just so they could get all of the quote unquote Romney voters 
who were standing in line to go in and vote for Romney. And what happened? We all woke up with four more years of Obama. And Mitt Romney was shocked. Obama was probably the only person more shocked than Mitt Romney. But Mitt Romney lost. He lost it all. He took what could have been one of the greatest political achievements in the history of the world, and he squandered it. And Donald Trump rolls in and beats Hillary Clinton handedly, you know, and and Mitt Romney stands up against that, delivers. Mitt Romney has such he hates Donald Trump and everybody else in the Republican Party. He hates you. If you voted for Donald Trump, Mitt Romney has no respect for you. Mitt Romney doesn't care about you, and he proves it over and over again. The reason is because Mitt Romney came out. I don't know if you remember this. He wrote like a one-hour speech, and the topic of the speech, I don't remember what the title was, but the topic of the speech was Donald Trump is a horrible person and should never be president. Here's why. And he went public with it, and everybody thought, well, here's Mitt Romney. This guy ran for president about uh, – this guy almost beat Obama. Almost being the key point there. This guy was the governor of Massachusetts. Mitt Romney, he knows what he sees. Look, he's clean cut. He's he's spiritual. He's a he's a businessman. Everybody knows him. Everybody likes him. He's the guy that'll talk some sense into the Republican Party. And Mitt Romney went out there and basically lambasted Donald Trump for an hour and thinking And this was early on in the early on in the entire uh, election, thinking that Donald Trump was a typical candidate. Who would who would look at it and, and cross reference it and, and dissect it and think, wow, if Mitt Romney thinks this, I'm toast. Donald Trump is not your typical candidate. He did the exact opposite. He lit into Mitt Romney and he started calling him names and he started building a following based on Mitt Romney sucked. I am not Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney screwed you over in 2012. I am not going to do it in 2016. Mitt Romney, he turned Mitt Romney into the villain. He said Mitt Romney is a loser. Mitt Romney should have won. Mitt Romney couldn't even beat Barack Obama, who did nothing for four years. This guy is the worst. And it worked. And Mitt Romney became the villain and Donald Trump became the hero. And then when Donald Trump won, it was Mitt Romney who had to tuck his tail between his legs and run back to the White House, screaming mea culpa, mea culpa, and begging forgiveness. And now Mitt Romney's a senator. But he knows that if he votes against Donald Trump, it's the end of his political career. He will not be reelected. If he votes to remove Donald Trump from office, if he crosses party lines and he goes against the president and says, this is not my president, nor should he be anyone's, if he does that as a Republican to side with the Democrats, then he's toast. I mean, he's toast. He's basically lining up. He's not learning from his mistakes. He will not beat Donald Trump in any way, shape or form. So Mitt Romney's Mitt Mitt Romney's not. And he knows that more so than anyone else. So, yeah, if you're a Republican senator and you're tired of being a senator, go ahead. Go ahead. Link hands with the Democrats and, and vote to remove Donald Trump. But there's nowhere near as many senators that want to do that or think that they are capable of doing that and still winning re-election. That's why it doesn't matter. It's tomorrow is a formality. It's just one little one little speed bump we have to get over before we can get back to the real story of 2020, which is not impeachment, but the election. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Trump is like the Chick-fil-A of politics. The more people protest him, the more popular he gets. That is a great, that is true, man. The more you try to make us hate him, the more we love him. Now I want Chick-fil-A. Now I want Chick-fil-A. I mean, oh, God, thanks for that. My Uh, pleasure. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Mike is checking in from Yuli. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing good. Uh, On there, where are you with making the statement once you've been impeached, your political career is over. We had a federal judge that got impeached, and yet he was a representative that got elected back to Washington, D.C. Was he remo- was he removed or just impeached? He was removed. Oh. Uh, Al C. Hastings, I believe, was the man's name. Well, he was a federal judge. All right, so then he became what, a congressman? Uh, congressman or representative up there, and then you also had uh, what was the mayor up there that was doing the cocaine, and I think they busted him, kicked him out of office, and the people re-elected him. Oh, yeah, you're talking about uh, in D.C.? Okay, wait a minute. Was this federal judge a Democrat? 
yes, he was. Okay, you're right. I apologize. I meant if you're a Republican and you're removed from office, <laughs> your political career is over. If you're a Democrat, like Marion Barry or like your friend, the federal judge, being impeached is like a it's like a notch in your belt. Or if you're if you're Bill Clinton, it literally was a notch in your belt, and that's and that's the difference. You're right. If it, if you're a Democrat, you can pretty much do, say, snort, steal, whatever you want, and your career's not over. Uh, you can you can get found. Marion Barry got found on video. I don't know if you remember this. This was a long time ago in D.C. He was caught by authorities on video trying to like buy or smoke crack cocaine and he was reelected <laughs> he was reelected <laughs> because you know i mean i guess if you're going to be the mayor you you're the mayor if you want to be mayor of a place like dc you're probably on some kind of drug but yeah you're right if you're a democrat it's it's no issue whatsoever and you can see that you can see when you know, when you know, when some of these democrats filter back into the uh filter back into the um into the lexicon but when you look at like when you look at Nixon, for example, he was done. He was over. He went and went away, and that was the end of it. Look at like um, I'm trying to think of some of the the more recent ones. But any of the other Democrats, if they get removed or if they have a problem or if they're forced out, they'll lay low for a minute. Then they'll get angry. Then they'll claim that they were a victim or that they've changed, and then they'll come back. And you know who the, you know who the next one is going to be? It's going to be Stuart Smalley. Uh, what was his name? What was his name? The guy that wrote Rush Limbaugh's a big fat idiot. You know. No, uh, Josh doesn't even know that's a book. The guy from Saturday Night Live. Okay. Anyway, he what was his name? Former. What was his name? Anyway, Stuart Smalley was removed because he had that picture where he was on the, the transport and he was grabbing the woman's, you know, whatever. But he's all angry about it. He just, they just did a huge expose on him, a huge interview. And he said, I, you know what? Now that I've had some time to think about it, now that I've looked at it, I was wronged. I should not have I should not have quit. I gave up too easily. I should have fought. And I'm sick of it. And I'm mounting a comeback. And the Democrats are probably the same people who mounted this whole angry Me Too movement. Then it claimed one of their own will probably come back and support him before too long. Al Franken. That's his name. See, I knew it would come to me. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much, Rich. I appreciate it. It came to me in the form of Rich Jones's voice. Eight five five seven six five one. Listen, we got to get out of here. But like I said, we got we got Wednesday, Thursday, three days left to broadcast this year. And tomorrow we've in one of the most historic days in the history of this country. Impeachment 3.0. Well, 4.0, whatever. Uh, we'll cover that, I'm sure, at length for the rest of the week. In the meantime, stay tuned to Traffic Weather News and Rush Limbaugh. It's all coming up next on 104.5 WOKV.